This episode of Life in Concert is brought to you by phantomsway.com. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Life in Concert podcast. I am your host, Mark Davis. I just want to thank you for taking a couple minutes to sit down and go on this ride with me. As I reach out to a couple friends and colleagues that I know that appreciate music, that enjoy going to see live music, uh, people who have been to their fair share of concerts and can kind of tell the difference between a good one and a bad one, those are the people that we're going to have on this show. Um, We're going to delve deep into the psyche of some of these people to find out what's important to them when it comes to concert experience. And more importantly, we're going to talk about that one special concert experience, that experience that is forever burned in their brains. So again, thanks for joining us and let's get it started. Um, My first guest on this podcast is James Michael Pink. Uh, Jimmy Pink is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, He is, I don't know, he goes back to college, I guess. So we're talking 20, 30 years. Uh, Jim and I have been to several concerts together and have had several good times together. So it'll be interesting to see what type of rabbit hole uh, Jim drags us into uh, as we kick off this first episode. Life in Concert. So for this first episode of Life in Concert, we're taking you back to 1984, Wilmar, Minnesota. I know, I know, I know, I know. When you think of great music, you automatically think of Wilmar, Minnesota. But to be fair, uh, Wilmar, Minnesota was the host to the Sunshine, Sunshine Music Festival, which is an annual Christian music festival that started, I think, back in 1982. And actually, I think this is the first year or the first summer that they're actually not going to have Sunshine Music Festival uh, due to financial reasons. So with that being said, I mean, you can't have good, you can't have a concert or a festival that spans the lifetime of 20, 30 years without it being good. Um, So hear it out, hear us out as we listen to James Michael Pink and his fantabulous concert experience. Jim, break it down for us, man. Well, okay. I'll I'll give you a wide range. I'll give you some choices. Um, One of my favorites was uh, back in, I think it was the summer of 86. It was probably about the third weekend in July, and I went to uh, the Sunshine Christian Music Festival in Wilmar, Minnesota. Um, held on the grounds of some college there. I can't remember. I think it might have been Wilmar Community College, for goodness sake, or Junior College. Um, and uh, went there, and it was during that summer that uh, it was an ex- extreme drought all across the Midwest. And it literally, I, I hadn't seen rain or felt any rain at all, not even sprinkles or nothing for like three months, and went up to... Uh, the festival and on the second day right when the the imperials were getting ready to play the sky just opened up 
and it just started raining. And it was amazing because most of the crowd didn't go and run and, you know, go for cover. They did like I did, and my friends that were with me, I think I had a friend of mine, Corey, with me, and I think another guy, Lyle, might have been with me too. We just walked out in the middle and, and just put our arms up in the air, and, you know, we just basically were praising God for that. And then the Imperials started playing, and that's when they had their kind of, you know, uh, kind of their rock lineup. That's when they had uh, Ron Hemby and Jimmy Lee, and they still had that deep uh, deep bass uh, guy that uh, founded the group, Armin Morales. And I'm trying to remember the name of the other guy, the baritone. I can't remember his name uh, right now, but he was one of the older guys as well, so it was the quartet at that time. And not only was it, you know, the standard Imperials lineup where it was, you know, the, you know, the vocalists up there in the front, it was also... Uh, the fact that, you know, Jimmy Lee uh, played guitar, he played bass, you know, so he was up there, you know, slapping, slapping the bass, man. You know I mean? So it was, and the Imperials were no, they were no slouch. I mean, some of the Christian bands, I'm going to be honest, a lot of the Christian bands actually that I saw over the years were, you know, they're, they lacked a lot as far as musicianship was concerned, but uh, the, the Imperials were not one of those bands. So that, that was a memorable concert. Uh, I went to Sunshine up there a couple of years, you know, so it wasn't just one year. So I can't just think back and go, oh, yeah, it was that year, you know, because <laughs> they kind of, you know, as I get older, I mean, shoot, it's it's been 30 years ago now, for goodness sake. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to remember, you know, which one was which day and which year and whatever. But I think it was 88. And I believe it was when I went up uh, with my friend Corey and my friend Lyle. And I was heavily into CCM and the Christian contemporary scene at that time. So uh, I might have actually been managing uh, Whitestone at that time as well. Matter of fact, I think I was managing Whitestone at that time and uh, went, decided to uh, go up to the uh, festival uh, just, you know, because it was the closest Christian music festival that was, that was around besides uh, Cornerstone. And I think I went to Cornerstone that year too. So, it was kind of it was kind of an annual thing, you know. I I basically tried to go to every Christian music festival that I could every year. <laughs> so, um, and I remember one year. I think actually the first year that I went to Sunshine, uh, and it was it was kind of cute because it was S O N Sunshine. Oh, of course. Um, of course. Um, when it, I got taken with a. You know, uh, the campus life group and we went up, you know, we all jumped into the campus life extended van, extended van, kind of van. And I remember going and, uh, after going the first year and seeing the bands that I did, I remember seeing, uh, bash in the code, which was really big at the time. Um, and, and, you know, for all the, all the kind of pop and nutty, goofy things that they had going on, they were actually very good musicians, the wings of love. And then they, 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 uh, they, jump back into the older catalog and they did some of the stuff that uh, that Rust Half had did with them you know because they had access because Armin Morales to this day owns all of the Imperial songs and all the rights um, so they could do any song they wanted and they reached back into the bag and did um, gosh what is that uh, Oh Buddha um, and then they did a, a more rocky version of uh, oh Man, it, it, the song that the song I can't remember it right now, but it, it always reminds me of G, the song "Jesus Is Just All Right with Me" by the Doobie Brothers. Um, 
I hear the voice of a supernatural singer like only those who know him can. Dang it, what is the name of that song? Oh, well, there was there was a main stage and there was a couple of side stages. Um, but it was really, it was nice because it was a, it was a decent sized festival, but yet it wasn't so big that you couldn't have uh, close interaction with the bands. And that's one of the things that I liked about it, you know, because I went, I went not so much for the music, which was a big part of it. But another reason was, was that I went to, I went to mingle, you know, because by the, you know, by the time that I'd gone my second year, and of course, my third year, I was, you know, fully engaged in managing, you know, a Whitestone at that time and looking to uh, to actually do a, a comedy album myself, which never materialized. Um, I don't even know if I've ever told you about that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was the it was it was nice because it was small enough that you could actually you could interact with them. So I, I met a lot of people there. You know, I've met a lot of the big bands, you know. And it's it's nice to meet those type of people and get to know them, you know. More so at Cornerstone, I got to meet them. But that was one of the nice things about about uh, Sunshine, you know, that it was decent size but not so big that it, you know, it didn't allow you that uh, opportunity to, you know, make some connections or meet some people. I I think that one of the ways that you know Sunshine changed me at the time because you know now as we're doing this podcast. You know, having this episode, this is now, oh gosh, so if it was 86 or 87, I mean, it's, it's, it's 30 years ago now. Um, that's a long time ago. Wow. Um, so one of the ways that it changed me then uh, was that, you know, I, I came back with really a renewed uh, sense of purpose uh, and, and a renewed sense of faith. Um, I seem to be more willing at that point to to reach out uh and to take chances uh with my faith uh as opposed to you know keeping it to myself um that really uh at that point in my life it really gave me a, a big boost um to my my extroverted side you know to my uh to my to my happy side to my sharing side you know to my uh to my really extremely talkative side you know, so, you know, I came back from that experience, you know, and I was able to share, you know, uh, about Christ uh, and about my faith um, and about, you know, God's saving power with, with a lot of different people uh, because of that and because of that experience. So that was one of the big takeaways. I, and I think probably the main takeaway that I had from, you know, Sunshine at that particular time, um, you know, and now looking back on it. Uh, you know, now 30 years later, you know, talking about it now, it brings it back to me, you know, and it reminds me that, uh, that I had that experience once in my life. Um, and it had the effect on me that, you know, I, I had a renewed sense of faith and a renewed sense of, uh, positivity and confidence, you know, to, to share of myself and, uh, you know, to, you know, be more, uh, engaged with others uh you know so maybe now looking back on it it can have that you know somewhat maybe that same effect you know so that that that's really i think the main thing that i can really take from my experience you know even 30 years later you know going to sunshine and and having that experience watching the imperials you know because you know the imperial songs were really uh really powerful you know because the lyrics 
uh, were very strong as far as um, they were really charismatic. Um, you know, and not everybody that listens to this podcast is gonna is gonna understand, you know, what I mean when I say that it was charismatic. But then again, a lot of people are going to understand that. Um, you know, songs like the power of God talking about, you know, the Holy Spirit coming down and, you know, and filling somebody up, you know, and then just that that power of the Holy Spirit just bursting out of that person, you know. And and then on top of it, the lyrics being so forthright. Uh, and so, you know, positively Christian, uh, if you can describe it as that, the music was was top notch. The Imperials at that time, uh, like I've mentioned earlier uh, in this podcast, uh, you know, had some guys that were just, you know, uh, went on to do a lot of studio work and still do a lot of studio work for a lot of the top uh, bands and musicians uh, nowadays. Uh, guys like Jimmy Lee Slos uh, and Ron Hemby. Uh, Dan, Dan, uh, Dan Huff, etc., etc. Well, Jim, thanks for joining me for the inaugural episode of Life in Concert. Uh, why don't you tell the people where you can be found on social media? Well, hey, you know, I'm I'm out there, uh, you know, on the interwebs, on the worldwides, on Al Gore's invention, uh, a lot of different places. Uh, Maine uh, is I'm on Red Ivy Podcast. You can find me there. Uh, you can find us on redivypodcast.com. You can find us on Red Ivy Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, I also have my own personal Twitter handle of uh, Jimmy Lounge Act, uh, which is a story unto itself. Um, but uh, you can mainly find me out there uh, doing some any, any type of work that has to uh, do with podcasts, or uh, you know, hopefully in the future I'm going to be working on uh, some voiceover work. Uh, also, hopefully on the internet uh, as well, uh, maybe even branching out to you know different forms of uh, media. So um, that's where you can find me. I'm out there, people. Check me out.
just a spark that quenches like the